Hello, you're listening to People, Pets, and Vets with Dr. Brad Miller and Registered Veterinary Technician Angel Martin. Hey guys! Each week we bring you current events and news in the veterinary industry and share our thoughts and perspective on how they impact us in our animal hospital. We also try to give you an insight and behind-the-scenes glance at our clinic and the people in it. This episode 47 is being brought to you by Georgia Veterinary Associates, a family of animal hospitals caring for your family pet in the metro Atlanta area. Wow, additions. I like I, it. I, yeah, improvise. I don't say compromise, but improvise and added that in. So uh, kind of dreary weather from beautiful Lawrenceville, Georgia. Uh, yeah, it's like Wet, if it's it cold, snowed it's... here, it looks like it's going to snow, but it doesn't snow here. So I was outside this afternoon briefly, and to me the weather really felt like whenever – you have a snow or a snowstorm, and the snow kind of melts off, and it's kind of cold. Oh, gross, yeah. But there's yeah. that, I don't know, that moisture in the air, so that's what uh, that's what it felt like to me. So, um, Well, I recently got my windows tinted on my car, yeah. and one of the things that the, the tent people said was that you need the sun to kind of heat up the glass to kind of cure that. Yeah. And I have been waiting on the sun to come out for days now. So who um, are the quote unquote tent people? Are these Native uh, Americans? Well, funny. Uh, no, it's called, uh, the company's called Tent Pros. And where are they at? Let's give them a plug. Uh, Gainesville. Okay. Yep. Do a good job. They did a great job. On However, your... I'm still like, Tentative to roll my window down because... Tentative. Tentative, yeah. <laughs> pick that up. Uh, tentative to roll my windows down because there hasn't been any sun. And so, like, yeah, I want, true. like, a one good day of, like, just sun beating on the car to so just feel leave them up super you, great about it. Yeah, until yeah. it gets really hot. So... Yeah. Uh, cool. What kind of, It's a new car, correct? It is a new car. What kind of new car did you get? I got a new Cadillac. Wow. Yeah. Is it pink? It's not a pink Cadillac. It's a black Cadillac. Didn't... Carrie Underwood sing a song about a black Cadillac. Like um, the, she did. It was like a cheating song, yeah. right? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Funeral yeah. and black Cadillac. Basically, up, like so. her and the mistress roll up in their black Cadillacs at yeah. the funeral of the man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's mine's, not like that. Though. No, mine's not like it's called Raven Black. I'm pretty sure it's kind of charcoaly looking. Um, but yeah, I got a Cadillac CT6. It's uh, wow. probably one of the faster cars I've probably ever owned. Actually, cool. it is the fastest car I've ever owned. Um, and yet it's a Cadillac, so you know the stereo stigma. Yeah. type stigma. I know what you've told me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I like it, so okay. I well, guess that's cool. really all that matters, No, it's right? really sporty. I've obviously seen it, and it's really nice. I'm a, a little bit jealous, so uh, okay. congratulations. Well, so, good. Thanks. Um, also, on a personal note, I wanted to thank your mom. Yes. For giving uh, us, mainly me, yes, some uh, constructive constructive criticism. <laughs> I was going to say critical, and I didn't know what to say after that. To slow down on the intro. Yes. So let's kind of answer the question that she asked initially: Is the intro pre-recorded, and we just? blast it out or do you record it every time no we 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 speak it out every time even though it has historically been the same speed yeah so i'm i slowed down a little bit last week a little bit more this week so hopefully um i don't know a little more listenable listen no, listen well 
because you listen what is the word you listen to books on tape right audible maybe and so i definitely speed them up i was gonna say the same thing so if you listen to a book on tape and you listen you know 1.5 times or two times whatever if they're talking fast there's no way you're gonna understand what they're talking about especially if they don't enunciate and that kind of thing so if for whatever reason someone's speeding us up i don't know why they would we're only 25 minutes these days but um if someone's speeding us up then yeah they have no clue what you're saying i like to listen to those books at one to 1.25 times speed Mm -hmm. but i always go to 1.5 to to Mm 1.75 because i want to get through it two times is just too fast for me. yeah it's how can you even comprehend right it's like yeah i just i can't i can't comprehend you're right i cannot focus so yeah uh, also speaking to the intro do you have you picked up on the two hardest words for me to enunciate perspective no okay um so all right veterinary pause. registered veterinary technician so but that's like a three and that's like a phrase so veterinary i think when i was young and Thought I wanted to go into the veterinary field. Uh, I probably called it veterinary. So um, a lot of people in the industry, like who are not veterinarians, say veterinary. Yes, but it is not. It is V E T E R I N A R Y veterinary. Yes, they say it like it's veterinary, like the E R is not there. To your point, yeah. yeah. So that is definitely one of my pet peeves, pet peeves yeah. when I'm sitting in on a lecture and there's someone up there talking about veterinary science. Right. They're the expert. And veterinary right? medicine. Yeah, it's veterinary. So, um, kudos for that one. High yeah. five. Bam. Bam. Um, the other word, take a guess. Mm. I oftentimes either look at you when I say it or, or almost re-speak it. I don't know. I would have I'm thought. from West Texas. Our. Oh, I was looking at big words. <laughs> O-U-R. I typically say like our, like our, our, our. So I really have to say our. Yeah. Not so- our. There's a girl on Facebook, and I won't name her, um, but it drives me nuts. Is this the girl that had a problem with you no. saying if you uh, breed puppies or don't understand the green puppy, why that, that you're ignorant? Well, I didn't say if you breed puppies, you're ignorant. What did you say? I said basically like if you thought that this puppy was going to grow up and be green, you're ignorant. But the reference was if you're a breeder when we had that conversation. And so a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot, a lot of people may get offended by that comment. And I do believe I said, well, that's maybe a bit of an overstatement. Well, I did also correct myself during that podcast and say that maybe it wasn't just ignorance. Maybe it was their surprise and that's why they wanted to show it. And then the news medias and things like that picked it up. So I guess I do want to apologize if people are offended by the word ignorant. However, the dictionary definition of ignorant is just to be Be uninformed. Uh, Uninformed, unaware, not having the knowledge. Right. So so it is not equal to stupid. And I think some people do equate those two words together. But truly, I didn't use it in that manner. Right. Totally agree. You are one one of your... um, strong qualities is you do speak your mind and what you see is what you get um and so i would agree technically ignorant or ignorance is appropriate um but that's why we we do these things right that's why we're trying to get out there and uh 
educate and pass along the news. So, okay, so enough beating me up. Can I tell you about the girl on Facebook? Yes. Okay, not so the girl it's not that, this girl who okay. air quoted ignorant as well. Um, but there is a girl who I follow from high school, and rather than she types our r a r e so she she types it like she says it i guess and maybe she's doing talk to text i don't know but it drives me up a wall because i have to like reread it because i read it literally like she went to your high school so she has your same uh yes and no um because what does that mean well high school you don't really learn all of those things in high school you really learn saying, it in like did she elementary grow, school did she was she from the same region you are from no, I grew up in Georgia, essentially. I went to elementary and middle school here, and I went to high school in Michigan. So this yeah. person is a very, uh, it's a Michigander. Michigander, okay. Um, anyways, she types her Facebook posts as she would say them. So to your point, being West Texas or country or whatnot, um, saying our as our, she types our as our. So I find myself sometimes getting super frustrated with her post because I have to reread it because it doesn't make sense to me at first. Um, like our flight was, and it's like, but it's our, our, our flight was what our flight was late. Our flight. I'm like, <clears throat> I don't get it. So anyways, yeah. thank you for trying to over enunciate. So I like will tell our. you also a little insight to me. I am so far from perfect in so many ways, but I am super judgmental and picky and perfectionist about literature and speaking and I know I know I'm slangy with my West West Texas dialect but I think if you're going to I feel like we've talked about this if you're going to write a letter there's a way to write a letter properly there's the opening there's the conclusion there's all the in between the paragraphs how you should start that paragraph and in that paragraph wow and so I don't know why I'm so weird about that but I totally get upset when people use the wrong words. Um, do you indent your paragraphs? I do you double space after periods? Stop doing I definitely still double space after periods. So you know like things evolve, right? You're yeah, a bit that, aged those rules, and some things change. Those rules should not change. There was nothing wrong. They're, Why do we have to change. change the rules? Okay, so weren't you and I talking about vowels, the whole a-E-I-O-U. Sometimes yeah. why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you said, you said, do you know that why is a vowel? And I'm like, no, it's not always a vowel. And you're like, oh, well, A-E-I-O-U and sometimes why? And W-2. And W-2. And you were like, what? That's just a different way of looking at it. So we're talking <laughs> nothing about veterinary medicine no, at this at point. All. So um, let's continue talking nothing about veterinary medicine. The okay, biggest great. news story of the week for me is that Mr. Peanut has died. You are aware because we mentioned, I mentioned We've this We've talked to about you. this, but I'm uh, just thinking that the fact that a cartoon animated, what is he, um, spokesperson. A, yeah, a spokesperson. Like a, I don't know if he's not a character. He's, he's a cartoon. Gets all of this yeah. recognition for dying, and yeah. he's never been alive. Do you know how old he was when he died? 104. 104. I thought it was 107 when we were talking about it, but I looked it up. So, I know. I um, looked into it. It's 104. So we talked a little bit. We actually quizzed each other a so little bit before. So for those people and those other generations maybe that might be listening, don't know who Mr. Peanut is. He is Can you the, introduce Mr. Peanut? Mr. Peanut was, evidently, mm -hmm. the spokesperson for Planters Peanuts. Yeah. And so um, over 100 years old. 
He had a we, very distinctive look. Very distinctive look. He had a top hat, a monocle. Mm-hmm. You know what a monocle is. I do. It's a mono. Yeah. And you thought it was in his left eye, but come to find out it was in his right eye Fine. where he wore it. And then I brought up the fact during our conversation that I was pretty sure he had a cane. Mm -hmm. And you said, so his cane must be in the right hand because his monocle's in the left. They can, there's no way they could be on the same side. So actually the monocle is on the right side and you were correct. The cane is on the right side, but you're incorrect in that they could not what? be on the both, both on the same He's side. He's so asymmetrical that way. You yeah. would think that you would have like... Not every peanut is perfect. Okay, but these are peanut accessories. Okay. And so maybe 104 years ago, this was acceptable. But literally, you you wouldn't, you don't wear your, your, I don't know, you don't wear your purse and something on the same side. You would carry it on opposite sides to be symmetrical. To stay balanced. You're in the, you're the whole balance. I the... just, I think things have to be symmetric. And okay. so like, well, he, he that... or the people that created him evidently did not agree with you. Well, so he died. So he died. And the public is aware of it today? Or? So I thought everything was going to come out at Super Bowl as a commercial. Which is like next weekend. Which is next weekend. Um, but today I found the video about him dying. Wesley Snipes and some other guy I don't even know were in the video. And I watched it about 30. So it's 30... like a funeral for this well, peanut character? No, this was how he died. Oh. So you know, maybe. Wesley Snipes was in his video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Yeah, I mean, just, oh my gosh, uh, who knows? Uh, um, evidently, yeah. Anyway, we're going to leave that one alone. So there's been jokes on the radio that I've heard. I assume the commercial would come out on how he died, but maybe it's they're they're pre-doing this so that they're going to show you who All replaces him or stuff, I, yeah. who knows who knows what's going to happen. But pretty there slick were, marketing. There were uh, it's it's definitely great marketing. There were great little stories like you know somebody said, "Oh, I bet it's going to be a closed can funeral." Ha <laughs> ha. Um, and then today I heard he's probably either going to be planted. Or roasted, <laughs> so you know the whole meaning buried or yeah, cremated. buried or cremated. So oh, funny. lots of folks are kind of chiming in, and so I uh, just wanted to pass along my condolences to Mister Peanut Peanuts. and the Planters family. Yes, may he rest in may he peace. rest may he rest in a can or the ground or wherever he is supposed to rest. So, Funny. So you had a couple of articles. A couple Let's of articles. Let's jump yeah. into those. Yeah, this is totally a non-veterinary podcast, but that's okay. Sorry, folks. Um, I don't know. The one, There was one, there, a few that caught my eye. The adorable pangolin is the most trafficked animal in the world. So in the rainforest of Congo, Cameroon, and Central African Republic lives an elusive mammal who looks like a cross between an anteater, an armadillo, and a pine cone. Interesting. The, the pangolin. And because of poachers, the pangolin is the most trafficked animal on earth. What do they poach him for? I have no idea. Scales. What do they poach uh, him for? Uh, evidently, 25.6 tons of scales yeah. uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, worth Crazy. 76 and a half million dollars. So I don't know what they're doing with the scales. Like if this is what like some of those whimsical chandeliers would, are made out of. I don't know. I mean, these have to be pretty decent maybe, sized scales, not a fish scale. Maybe uh, non-traditional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, um, so do you know, you know, because you're looking at the same story I'm looking at. Uh, so 
how many pangolins? 38,000 pangolins last year, 200 rhinos, and 1,000 tigers. So that's crazy. That's too many of all those, by the way. I that's a ton, yeah. And uh, where did this stuff, like, it, this is what I would think people sell mar- in the black yeah, market. Yeah, selling on the black market for sure. I don't even um, know where the black market is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So kind of sticking to the scaly creatures. So I saw it on Facebook and we recently had some staff go down to Florida for the VMX conference. Yep. And uh, I asked them, I'm like, hey, you know, was it at least nice in Florida because it's been so stinking cold here? Um, And they said no. It was like in the 50s. They went to Disney and it was wet and gross and cold. Um, so I saw this news article and I thought it was kind of comical, but Dr. Miller, you said we talked about it before, but it's so cold in Florida that iguanas are basically falling out of the trees. Yes. Um, national weather service issues, a falling iguana alert in Florida. We absolutely talked about that within our first I remember us talking about the, the frogs, the frogs in Florida that came out and yeah, uh, we definitely talked about this. Um, so there's so many iguanas in Florida. There's also the, what was the snake we talked about recently that I have? Uh, ball uh, python. Ball, I never can remember that. Ball pythons. <laughs> you don't uh, and even I have know one. what kind of snake you have. I have one. His name is Funny. Solomon. Um, but yeah, it gets cold. So they're up in the trees uh, roosting, I guess is what I would call it. They're hanging out. And when the temperature gets cold enough, they kind of, I guess since they're cold blooded, they just... Are they dying? Are they passing no, out? No, they're not dying. They just can't uh, hold on? They just can't hold on, and they kind of, quote-unquote, go to sleep, not in the bad way. Their, their muscles get they, weak, or what? I don't know well, what I happens. I think they just, I mean, they get lethargic, and, and their whole metabolism shuts down, and they just fall off the limb. So it's kind of like hibernation? Somewhat, but I bet it hurts when they hit the ground. Oh, God, I bet. And uh, the recommendation is leave them alone. How terrified would you be if you were like Gosh. walking in and an iguana like, fell you on head. you? Oh my god! I'd Some of those out. are really big. Yeah, you were talking earlier that when y'all were in Florida during some warm months—not Florida—we went to the Bahamas. Yeah, that there were iguanas there that acted like I don't know wild <laughs> rabbit dogs or chickens or something. No, they would no, come no, up no. And try to I equated you. them to like squirrels in the park. You know, like they just kind of walk up. They're not afraid of people. I mean, they scurry along and that kind of thing, but if you put something out to eat it, they would walk up to you and eat it. It's kind of like those squirrels in the park, you know, yeah. like you throw some seed and they come in right up to you and get it. Um, it's super weird. So while we're talking still again, kind of on weird animals, I thought it was interesting. So there's a proposition or a proposal that the DOT has made to um, limit service animals that are allowed to fly. Yes. Uh, Dr. Hines was talking with me about that earlier today. So the the key term here is service animals, but they're trying to limit it. And so no longer will peacocks, mini horses, or get this, cats, be allowed to travel on an airplane as a service animal. Only dogs. So they're defining what a service animal is. And I, I know I'm just talking off the top of my head here, but a service animal needs to help an owner of that animal provide a service, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, pull the sheets off the bed, you know, when the phone rings, alert you to that event. All of these things that people with disabilities... There's like seizure alerts. Seizure um, alerts. It's not necessarily 
someone who needs an emotional support animal. And I think that's where the abuse of the system has With come emotional in. emotional support, for and sure. And again, Dr. Hines uh, was uh, relating a, a client that thought she needed this emotional support animal who was completely unsocialized mm. and wanted tranquilizers and all these things to you know for the animal so they could go on the plane with her that that's not the way you do it they have to be socialized uh they do not need to be more of a hindrance than they are a help to that individual person so so a lot of um, service and like true traditional service animals have gone through training in order to be able to provide that service i would say all of them have not, so we yeah. yeah we've talked about this with like american humane and some of the the things that we saw when we went last october which by the way a little plug for them nominations are now open for your 2020 american humane hero vet and hero vet nurse awards so but, how do people go find that and vote? uh you can just google Google it, uh, 2020 Hero Vet Nurse nomination or Hero, Hero Veterinarian. Vet dog. Mm-hmm. So, or you um, can nominate dogs, but technically the nurse and the vet are open right now. Okay, cool. Um, but anyways, we saw some of the dogs there working, and these dogs are truly trained. And I'm certain that there can that cats can be trained as well for some of these things. And so I was really surprised to see cats on the list. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with you, but the more I think about it, it it kind of makes sense they're not true service animals i don't think i've never known i've never heard or read or seen one in in the uh in what we're talking about with what they they should be able to do as a service animal i just thought that was interesting i think a lot of people will be kind of upset if that's the case but to your point yeah i think um the service has been somewhat abused by the emotional support yeah i would bet the uh i was gonna say stewardesses that's not pc the airline flight attendants mm. are jumping for joy. Oh, certainly. Um, Could you imagine having a peacock on the plane with you? Oh my gosh, that yeah, and that happened. Peacock and a turkey, I remember. And what what would you do? I mean, they. This is my emotional support turkey. So peacocks and turkeys are birds, right? Avian. I'm pretty sure they okay, are. Okay, so yeah. I mean, I'm just like trying to make sure that I'm all right on this. And so they their excrement is like uric acid, just like other birds. Yes. So how gross yeah. if you're the steward yeah. uh, person that has to take care of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, no. I don't know. Dog poop is something, I guess maybe I'm a bit more accustomed to it, but that's one reason I don't have a bird in my house is just the amount of feces Yeah. Um, and kind of things like the that. The other cool thing that Dr. Hines shared with me maybe two or three weeks ago is, I don't know if it's Delta or all airlines, they've come out with a standardized crate for your pet that has to go in cargo that's climate controlled um it it dispenses water and food you can program that in and you basically just rent that for the trip that's interesting so they're trying to make it much safer for the pets and more consistent uh and i I thought that was a great idea giving a plug back to american humane once again so when we went to that thing in october in california they flew all the dogs in through uh united airlines i'm pretty sure okay um and so they also have a program called pet safe and so it's basically how to travel with your pet safely through that so i wonder if they have been a part of that or if delta's just kind of done this all on their own delta on the side of things um they announced that they're going to give all of their employees like two months worth of salary as a bonus. Yeah, we you and I talked about this last week, I think. Uh, no, we talked about the one like um, it was like commercial two, company, the commercial real estate like, company. It was like two billion dollars in profit sharing they're giving back, but yeah. they 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 re, uh, they made it equivalent to roughly. 
two months' salary to every employee. Yeah, that's crazy. Good Kudos for them. Go. The only issue I have with Delta is they went bankrupt about 15 to 20 years ago, and I had some of their stock. Mm. And it became worth nothing. They reorganized, and then they've taken off since. So yeah. that's really – they do a great job. So not – I don't know why I'm plugging Delta because I'm tell- still kind of irritated. I lost a little bit of money on them. But. Can I tell one more story before you go into yours? And then we need to also talk about the word of the week. Yes, word of the week, and then we need to sign off. So so Facebook, again, is kind of where I get a lot of my information. But recently um, I saw this article come across through Facebook that this animal shelter in North Carolina was basically begging people to adopt this 19-year-old cat. And the highlighter, the the line that kind of caught my eye was that they caught they thought the cat was just sick. Turns out it's just a jerk. So they apparently have this like grumpy, mean, oh, grumpy spitfire of a nineteen year old cat that they can't get adopted, and so they've literally like put pleas out and they've made videos begging people, someone, to take this cat for the rest of its life because it's just awful. It's just a jerk. Yeah. Wow. I think that's funny, yeah. um, but also kind of witty in a way. Yeah, like, I mean, they're just being open and honest, yeah. and uh, please, somebody help us is probably yeah. what they're thinking. Funny. Um, interesting case of the week, just real quickly, my most interesting case of the week was Brutus. Okay. Big bad Brutus, right? Mm-hmm. So Brutus is, and how many weeks old? Ten? Uh, somewhere around there, 11. 10 week old golden doodle that weighs 12 pounds. His name is Brutus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brutus had an unfortunate accident where he broke his, I can't remember, left, left. or right, left, left, left femur right below the greater trochanter, so very high up on his femur bone. And uh, we were able to kind of get everything back reduced and realigned and put a really cool locking plate on it. And the next day after surgery, he was tootling around the clinic and just screaming for attention. So uh, we may try to put a little video and or pictures of Brutus uh, on our website and social media. But we need to kind of talk to his owner and make sure that he's going to be cool with that. I think he will be. So that was kind of the cool case of the week, which made us feel really good to get him back on his feet. He truly, uh, he walked, it, I walked him, I watched him walk out of here and get it, get him back on his feet, get him back on his feet. Yeah. yeah. All four. Um, um, he walked out of here. Perfect. And it's kind of a, one of the technicians, Natalie actually said to me, she says, it's kind of sad how well he's doing because I, I, I want the dog and the owners to realize like he still has a mending yeah. broken leg, but yeah. he, if his leg weren't shaved, you probably wouldn't yeah. know because he's walking so well. So yeah. good so job, was, Dr. Miller. That was a feel-good case. Uh, you came up with the word of the day, which is... Word of the week. Uh, word of the week. Yeah, week. Urticaria. Earth to carry. Not no. earth to carry. Urticaria. So... Can you spell it for us? Uh, I can. U-R-T-I-C-A-R-I-A. I did bring up Dorland's Illustrated Medical Dictionary for this podcast, and I think I will have it here for future podcasts because I wanted the official definition definition of the word. We always talk about medical terminology is Latin. related back to Latin, and I don't think I knew this. Do you know what urtica means? Which is the root, urtica. To rise? Stinging nettle. 
<laughs> there are these. I still don't even these, know what that means. Well, plants out uh, weeds, if you will, nettles. There are these nettle weeds that okay. have these very sharp needles like on them, uh, and they will stick you. So I and I, I'm assuming. Well, I don't know. I was going to say that's why they're called nettles, but no. And then uh, ea is uh, like a condition, I think. So define urticaria without looking at Dorland's medical dictionary. Uh, lay terms, I would say urticaria is basically hives. Okay. So raised red itchy welts on the skin. I think that's a great explanation. Hives or wheels. Wheels, not like W-H-E-E-L-S, but W-H-E-A-L-S, uh, which is the technical term for like a circular hive mm-hmm. rash, if you will. So typically they're slightly raised, they're smooth, they can either be red mm-hmm. or they can be pale, paler than normal. Uh, do you know what causes urticarial type lesions? So in my I just opinion, made that up, I this think. is... Urtic- oh, no, I didn't. Urticarial, urticarial means pertaining to, characterized by, or of the nature of urticaria. Wow. Cool. Um, so you asked me to, or if I knew what caused it. So in my opinion, and this is truly my opinion, but it is um, mostly related to like an allergy. So be it uh, topical or systemic allergen. So definitely you hit the nail on the head uh, with the allergy comment that's definitely what's going on with urticarial reactions typically it's drug reactions or insect bites i think that we see i was going to say a drug eruption is basically also an allergy is that is that classified as the same thing a drug eruption drug well my opinion drug eruption is when you have these open sores and that is due to like a an allergic reaction to a specific drug you're given but it can happen the same the the urticarial reactions can happen due to the same type of mechanism, but it's just a different end result. So Yeah, so typically if we were to see it here in the hospital, we're going to see either insect bites like fleas um, or bee stings. Bee stings, yellow jackets, um, wasps. It's not uncommon for us to see a pet brought in and rush to the back and, oh, my gosh, they're having an allergic reaction. And they have these, you know, these wheels again, the, these raised lesions uh, all over Interesting that them. you call them wheels. I always call them welts. Are, it's same probably thing. the same thing. Same thing, but wheels is really, I think, more more the appropriate. Medical. But but hives is really that that's the that's the more common term for them. So, how do we treat them? Um, Registered veterinary technician Angel Martin. Steroids. IV steroids, IV antihistamines, and typically mm-hmm. that's it. And they pretty much always get better. So sometimes like those insect stings, like the wasp and things that you were talking about, they also present with like facial swelling and that kind of thing. And so they can be, uh, when it presents that way, can it be life threatening? Can be snake bites probably more so when they get bit on the the face, but tip, I mean, typically not typically not. And I also was going to go there with vaccine reactions. We typically don't see, these skin lesions like that. We see vomiting, uh, drop in blood pressure, and to your point, we do see facial swelling with that, especially uh, reaction to lepto. So. Sure. Okay, so we've talked about a lot. We've talked about we Mr. Peanut. We've talked about some completely non-veterinary stuff, which is always good. 
a little bit of that stuff at the end here. So if you don't mind, sign us out. Yeah, I don't mind at all. I do want to thank people for listening. I thought it was interesting today. So we had a a marketing meeting with our our new marketing crew, which is Jen Aho, which she's always been part of our marketing crew, and then Rhonda Martin, my little sister. Um, And so Jen actually shared with us some of our stats from our podcast. Um, One of the most impressive to me is that we, over the 2019 year, we started this in what? March, I guess, late February, early March. Um, We had nearly 3,000 downloads uh, of our podcast, which I thought was cool. I mean, 3,000 is pretty cool. So um, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you're truly listening, um, hit us up on our Instagram, contact the website, um, or not the website, but contact us on Facebook if you want to hear something specific. Uh, We really would love to hear a little bit more from our listeners. Yes, love the constructive criticism, (laughs) Angel's mom. Yes. Um, all right, guys. And also, Alan was in today, so shout out to him driving down the road, probably listening Oh, yeah, to us. our uh, Covetris rep. Yes, so mm-hmm. we appreciate all your support. He came in uh, preaching, what was it, sialoadnectomy? Yeah, sialoadnectomy. Hey, I think I might need a sialoadnectomy, <laughs> so anyway. How funny. All right, guys, check in next week as we discuss more in the news and in our industry. Follow us on Instagram at People, Pets, and Vets. Follow all of our clinics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check out our blogs on our website at mygavet.com. And also, under the resources tab um, online, you can find our podcast or continue to get the podcast wherever you get them from. And remember, without people, pets are simply animals. Bye, y'all. <laughs>